was Madonna that was Madonna that was her um that's her new thing she rises so what do you think well do you want your honest opinion I, I think it sounded like J-Lo a little bit ah J-Lo 
J-Lo. J-Lo-ish. It was very J-Lo-ish. Yeah. I can hear that. I can hear that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded a little like J-Lo to me. It didn't sound like Madonna. It sounded like J-Lo. True. Well, good feedback. Yeah. I don't really care one way or the other for Madonna, to be honest with you. I think she's a pioneer. I think um, maybe we could play out tonight with her... Uh, what do you think, Vogue or like a like a yeah, classic. a classic Madonna? We Vogue can close out. Like a Virgin mm -hmm. is a classic as or, well. Um, oh my God, what's the other one? Starlight. Um, Starlight, stop it. Yeah. Star, I say tonight. tonight. Yeah, we could. I mean, yeah, she's come a long way. She was like an eighties. Yeah, she's a sensation. 80s icon. Like 90s icon. Yeah. Like 80s to 90s. She's yeah. an icon for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she, it's it's no almost 40 respect. years. No. 40 years right. of being in the industry. Even, even like early, even like two, early 2000s, she still had it. Like, yeah. It's not that she doesn't have it going on, but that last song just sounded like J-Lo to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Um, Ladies and gentlemen, moons and suns, it is the time for our moon day night ritual of rose and thorn. Mm. And I'm going to let Catherine Sandretto go first. All right. So my rose is going to be Joanna Bateman what? and her one woman show. Oh, really? <laughs> no. No. You're like, stop. Stop, stop it. Stop. stop. No, don't. Is yeah, no. Really? Yeah, I want to. I want to see this thing be properly birthed. Yeah. What does that look like? What is a proper birth of this? In oh, your I think I think it's it's you going on tour. Okay. Like really going on tour and people coming out and seeing what you are putting out, and getting it and how relevant it is to what's happening right now. Um, on many different levels like it's not just comedy it's also like it hits you in your gut it hits you in your heart like you have a moment where you cry you know you go through all of the emotions so it's not just you know like it's not what you think it's gonna be that's for sure yeah what's your thorn my thorn are is, is uh living with roommates who are poly and really into sex parties <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, audience, what is your rose? What is blooming in your life? Say it, claim it, be it, accept it, receive it. And what is the thorn? What comes along with it? And my turn. Uh, my rose is um, my feet. My fucking feet are my rose. These little things at the end of my legs that have uh, mm. five toes each and that balance me and that carry me from place to place. Very grateful for my feet. And um, I feel very brave in my toes. I feel like my toes are very brave. Mm. And my thorn is my low blood pressure, man. Oh, no. I stand up and I almost faint like several you need times. Some iron, girl. You I might need need iron. Eat a burger. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Needs to so my low blood pressure is my bird. My uh, my okay. thorn. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, we're going to go out with uh, Madonna here. Ladies and gentlemen, moons and suns, here is Lucky Star by Madonna. Mm, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs>
poppy bones. Time to switch sides. Got bad knees, so no doggy style. Let my tongue work for a while. Come on, baby, it's always hot. Come on, baby, it's always hot. Come on, baby, it's always hot. Come on, baby, come on, baby, come on, baby, come on, baby, come on. Frustration makes with a whole lot of survival. Come on, baby. Let the black cripple suck on your nipple. Your lips are the kiss. Come on, baby. I know it's me you miss. But we can see each other only once a month. Cause Uncle Sam has me in the palm of his hand. Come on, Come on, baby. Get up. Cause how they afford it is coming. And you know they will be infecting. See you next month before the 15th.
than that what doctors term an atypical child perhaps this might clarify it better he is Oh, yeah. 
weekly review with roman hi i'm roman today it's it's friday november 9th 2018 we have a call hello 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 hi sir i'm calling on recorded line my name is rajat singh can i talk to alberto ocha um so i've got the wrong number i'm afraid Okay, sir. Not the issue, sir. Sorry to bother you. That's okay. Have a good day. Bye. You too, sir. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Okay. Uh, so we do have our phone lines open, as you can tell. Um, four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Feel free to call in. We're hopefully gonna get some calls in. Uh, I don't want to. I have a. I don't want to jinx myself. Uh, it's I, this show I plan for like a little bit, and then also. Uh, a lot of it is just happenstance. So um, hopefully we'll be having some calls in later today. Uh, that would be great. Uh, and in the meantime, be going over this past week, which <laughs> I'm already tired and the show hasn't started yet, barely. I uh, also have been playing some music and we'll be playing some music throughout the show from JKLM from Invalidations Volume 2. And I really want to encourage folks to find this music and buy it. And you can do so um, at jubakalamka.bandcamp.com. And that's J-U-B-A-K-A-L-A-M-K-A.bandcamp.com. And we've had both uh, Juba and Leroy on the show before. And really want to encourage folks to support local artists. So again, I'll be playing some music from Invalidations validations volume two by jklm so please do check that that out um yeah oh i usually start the show with a trigger warning so trigger warning we're talking about the news and current events and horrible things that are happening and yeah thanks for listening who listens uh apparently we get a lot of listeners we've gotten statistics and there's over i think it's around twelve thousand downloads a month 
Um, and that's for like all the shows, all the weekly review shows that are in our archive, which go back to January of 2015. The show goes back to December of 2013. And the other shows, they're, they're around somewhere. They're not in a, uh, what do they call it when you, my memory is, I don't smoke pot anymore, but my memory still is, it's going. I think just because there's so much happening in the world, it's a lot to keep track of. And time capsule yes at a time capsule aka uh, uh an external hard drive a couple external hard drives around uh there are previous shows from 2014 and late 2013 that are around there there's a missing episode out there that we don't know where it is it exists so somewhere in the universe so if you're interested in in hearing about uh how things were also terrible before 2016 which a lot of folks have been saying feel free to check out our, our older shows and just to, it's about the patterns that are taking place uh, yeah, uh, so we're, we're broadcasting live in, in the Mission District in San Francisco. We're on Ohlone land, and grateful to have the, the, the space and the opportunity to speak. A lot of corporate media doesn't speak the truth and or it's extremely biased. And I guess as all humans, we all are biased in our own way. And wanting to recognize here, we don't really have any... Uh, this is just me, pretty much. Uh, I learn news from <laughs> folks I know from activists, from folks on the ground, from independent media, and I feel it's really crucial that we get the word out there as to what's actually happening, as opposed to what corporate media says or doesn't say, or the size they take, uh, which tends to be against the people, against uh, working class folks, by and large. So we'll be going over a little bit of that today. It's, I mean, where to start with the week? I was thinking about this before I went on the air, and it's like, okay, so there was the election. There was a big wildfire in Northern California. The air quality here is pretty, really, it's really bad. So I encourage folks out there, if you're able to get like at least N95 or higher masks, again, that's N95 or higher. You can get them at some drugstores, hardware stores. Um, it's really, uh, the, the air quality is just real. I don't know how else to say it, but we've unfortunately had to experience this a number of times before with the wildfires. I've also heard conspiracy theories, which I'm not totally, I mean, yes, in climate change. And also, why wouldn't folks government whomever i don't know who the idea of attacking californians it's i and it's not i don't i'm not full it's just it's this idea that uh, i don't want to put these ideas forward without being completely founded on it so it's, this is just conjecture it's just hearing from folks who've lived up in in counties where there have been these massive wildfires and that there's something in addition to the the climate change has been something that folks have said so i want to i want to put that out there um, more, I mean, regardless of the reason, to just encourage folks to get masks to protect your your lungs. So again, N95 or higher, preferably N100, I believe folks are asking for. Um, if you see folks who are on the street, in particular um, elderly folks, folks with breathing issues, please do get masks for folks if you are able, putting that out there. Okay, so that's okay. That's something else that's happening. Uh, and there was another mass shooting in Thousand Oaks, California. I think there was like 306 or 308 so far this year. So it's not quite every, not quite one shooting a day, but it's pretty close to that. And it's gotten to the point where folks are so, it's normalized. Violence in this culture is normalized. And also just there are talks, of course, you know, folks mentioned gun control, and I think if folks want to mention gun control, we really need to talk about law enforcement and the military and the and toxic masculinity and the patriarchy and who are the folks who are actually doing these shootings. In addition to the weapons they're using, there are folks who also kill people through policies. There are people who kill people through not letting people have housing or evicting people or not letting people have food or maybe arresting people for stealing food, arresting people for trust trying to exist. 
so and then also the empire that we're in the crumbling empire that we're in one of the many crumbling crumbling empires where if you train to people to shoot and kill people abroad it's if it happens at home i don't understand why people are so surprised if that's what's happening other places if that's what people we're training people to do and it's not an excuse for it it's to hey look let's look at the root of this to make it stop and also hey mental health services hello if we have more mental health services instead of punitive services instead of having cops arrest people uh, how about having mental health professionals talk with people it's it's kind of common sense and a lot of folks i know i'm on board i mean a lot of folks are like yeah that makes sense however if people are funneling money into harming people and causing more harm to folks and locking people up which doesn't help people that's where we're at where we're at today so oh yeah and then uh, jeff sessions the fucking racist ass elf got fired and folks are some folks are upset in that it's going to put the Mueller investigation because there are folks who are really in believing the system's going to work and the system has kind of fucked us over and the system is kind of why we're at where we're at right now. So there's a big, there's a lot of protests yesterday and usually I'm like, yeah, protests, great people in the streets, awesome, excellent. And at the same time, I wonder where folks can be um, when there are ice raids, when there are police killing people, when there are fascistic policies being put in place. And there are folks who definitely show up for those. I'm, I'm thinking about like the larger numbers. Can folks show up to defend people who are being targeted by the FBI as opposed to trying to support folks in the FBI, for instance? Just looking at the FBI as like the broader, uh, the broader scale of the history of that organization and the folks they've gone after. They've gone after communists. They've gone after anti-fascists. They've gone after Black Panthers. They've gone after folks who are fighting for a, a free and just society. So it's interesting to see a lot of liberals kind of, and other folks too, kind of go to like, let's support these folks. And that also brings me to uh, the fact that we've been talking about this is just so fucking frustrating where it's, you know, and I get that it's, I'm not, it's best I know to call people in and not call people out. It's great that folks are organizing and on short notice can come together and get in the streets and I also feel like there are targets out there, like when nationalists try to organize and come into towns and college campuses, Identity Europa is one of the white supremacist organizations. They've been like targeting campuses and putting up flyers and everything. And the Proud Boys, when folks like this try to organize, we need massive amounts of people to push them out. So I'm glad that folks are coming together. And also, let's see about folks... Um, coming okay i've got a phone call so i'm gonna put on some more music while i uh i take this and we'll be uh back in a bit I love it, I love it. 
alone is that one is the precursor to the other. Freedmism is activated by enzymes in the liver to turn into Freedness alone. They do have similar uses but Freedness alone is more readily absorbed by the body. Freedness alone is usually used when there is liver toxicity or liver failure involved. 
Although they have many similarities, there are some differences between these two substances. Prednisone is a synthetic corticosteroid that suppresses the immune system. It was first commercially synthesized in the 50s by Sharon Plow. They came out with their brand name Metacortin in the 1960s. It's an asthmatic fit. Asthma, are you certain? We've lived together for three years now. All right, we are back on the air. Hello? Uh, hello? Hello? It's hard to hear, just to let you know. And I'm in a coffee shop. Oh, okay. So All right, let's see. noise. All right, we got, let's see, try to do as loud as we can here. Can you tell me when, it's, when we're on the air? Oh, yeah, we're on right now. Oh, hey. Hey. Um, listeners out there, this is on online. So listeners of the show, The Weekly Review, listeners of Mutiny Radio, folks who have been listening to the show before. There may be some uh, first-time listeners as well. So this goes out to everyone who has internet access. Um, we're based in San Francisco. However, it's online, so folks can listen um, anywhere. Wow. And, and pregnant women and, and so on. So I, my focus is to be able to just provide direct support and in aid, whatever that means. If it's Tylenol, if it's Sandy, if it's chemistry pads, if it's Prisolox, flashlight, whatever it is that I can provide just immediately. So that, that's, I'm trying to do that right now. members of the UN and the Mexican government wow. uh, asking for buses. There's a lot of women and a lot of sick people and sick children especially, a lot of also people with disabilities um, and making the threat from uh, Mexico, where, is, where we are right now. We are here in the center of Mexico. Making the threat all the way to Tijuana is about a month 
much um, of a threat. And it is dangerous and it is it is hard on the body and on the mind. And so they have they have been announcing and discussing that they are in conversation uh, with the UN to ask for buses. Mm. But that hasn't happened and, and to be honest, I don't think it's gonna happen. So the UN is is playing political games Yeah. So, um, I have a critique about him. I have a critique because it would seem to me that the best course of action would be to create like a crowdfunding campaign, raise funds to charter buses, to at least to at least use charter buses for the most vulnerable people of the caravan, to alleviate that, um, and then let whoever wants to continue on the caravan, mostly mostly young men and, and able-bodied people, if they want to make that choice and make a political Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> yeah. Um, well, if you like it, we can. I know you had the the PayPal up. Do, should we share that? Is that cool if we go ahead and share that with listeners? Oh, sorry. Oh no, sorry about that. Or right, we're a little bit uh, the tech. Problem. We have some tech issues here. I was, I was asking if it was possible if we could um, share the PayPal that you uh, set up, so folks can contribute to you directly. Yes, it's it's. Uh, I can I can email it to you, but I'll say it now. I don't know if you'll hear it. Sure. Feathered pebble. Feathered pebble. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, no! You're 
you're great. I really, I really appreciate you calling in there. I mean, there's so much information that a lot of us just don't know. So I really appreciate you being there and sharing that with us. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Absolutely. And I think also just, you know, from the, the from just dealing with the America, the America's history, the U.S. history and how it was the empire. It's the just how it, so much of this is caused by the destruction from this country in the first place. And I, I would hope that more folks here would recognize that. Yeah. Yes. Right. Definitely. Thank you so much for saying that. And I really, I, I hear you and I feel like there is so much just to continue just to, to learn about and also just different methods to try as well and different tactics. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for being down there. Is there anything else you uh, would like to share? We have, we have plenty of time. So yeah.
slender butter. Um, that's one whole word, slender butter, at slender butter. And I'm also on Facebook, and you have that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've been posting updates and musings and reflections and all kinds of things, a little bit of everything, photos and videos and whatnot. And also, I am also trying here to reach out and research, you know, grassroots organizations here in Mexico who are also supporting the caravan, but not necessarily tied or connected to the organizing base of the caravan, because I want to be able to direct these funds and make the funds uh, as useful and, and as possible in a way that will go directly to the people. I'm, I'm also directly providing um, resources and, and supplies to the people. I go to the caravan and to the, to the ground level of the camp every day, and I do that. I have face time, um, but I also... I'm only one person, so I don't have the ability, I don't have a vehicle here in Mexico City. Mexico City is huge. Yeah. It's like a monster, monster place. So I'm taking the metro, I don't have a vehicle, and I want to be able to, to hook up and plug into an organization that has those resources, that has a vehicle, that has ways to send maybe more supplies that I can't carry on my backpack, you know, like a turtle, and actually um, be able to, to uh, get more to more people. So that's what I'm doing now, and I want to make sure that I do that response. That's great. Wow. Thank you. Okay. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, and send lots of love and solidarity to all the folks uh, down there as well. And know Thank that there's so, so many of us Everyone here. Needs, yeah? Everyone needs to go to Tijuana when the caravan goes to the border and is near California. Everybody needs to go there and support. We all need to go there in mass. Everyone needs to go. That's, I can't say that enough. Great. We'll put that message out for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. All right, big thank you so much to Jesse for calling in with all that information. Um, yeah, so much information there and really, really grateful. And time and time again, it's really the folks doing direct action, the folks working with people, uh, finding out what people's needs are is the way to go. Um, I've just found that time and time again. So again, sending lots of love and solidarity to the folks down there. And again, if you can, if you're able to contribute, please contribute. I'll bring up the, um, the PayPal and the information. Again, if you want to follow Jesse on Twitter for more information, you can do so. And that's at slender butter and that's at S L E N D E R B U T T E R. So that's one way to find information and links as well. And then there's also that the PayPal, which I will, um, bring up in a little bit here i don't have it right in front of me uh so just financially and then also just to spread the word and it's uh, a really important point it was just mentioning the you know children there and it's something that i think for myself anyway it's something that's easy to kind of forget about and not to think about children's agency and but to really think about what's the best for 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 children as well as pregnant folks so and also just like the the call for folks to get down to the imaginary border uh, for support. So hopefully we'll have some more information and updates along the way. Um, again, there's, I know it's, it's a lot and, uh, thanks so much, Jesse, for calling in and we're going to go back to, we're going to have a bit of a music break. I'm going to sort through a few things to, um, think about what to add on next. And, uh, so I'm continuing playing some music again. This is JKLM. You can find it at jubakalamka.bandcamp.com. This is Invalidations Volume 2, the album. Lots of great tracks on this album. And, excuse me, we'll be back in a bit. Someone is beautiful. 
from JKLM from Invalidations Volume 2. We have another phone call. Hello, Mutiny Radio. Hello? Hi. Uh, yeah, hello. Um, Mask, who you're calling for? Oh yeah, Diamond Dave will be in with the Common Thread Collective after 3 p.m., but you're welcome to share some stuff with us here if you'd like. Okay. Um, what time is it there now? Uh, right oh, now it's I'm... 12.49. Oh, crap. I, I made a time zone mistake. Well, that's okay. <laughs> it's three hours later I'm supposed to call. All right, thanks. Sure thing. I'll call later. Okay. Uh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, we do have phone lines are open. 415-550-0511. Folks are, you know, welcome to call. Okay, so again, uh, this is from Invalidations Volume 2 from JKLM, which you can find at jubakalamka.bandcamp.com. Okay, uh, I had a few things together, and then, uh, I, I, oh, yeah, I didn't even finish talking about this week because it's been a pretty <laughs> disturbing week, also with the elections and whatnot. And, I, I, you know, I, I think a lot of folks view elections as... There, there's certain measures that make things a little bit 
easier. There was a, unfortunately, there was a measure in California that did not pass Prop 10. In San Francisco, it overwhelmingly passed, which is great. However, for the rest of California, it did not. And that would have repealed Costa Hawkins and it would have expanded rent control, which we all know is good for people. However, landlords, a lot of wealthy folks, put a lot of money into deceiving people. So there was a lot of literature out there that was lying to people. And again, it, it resulted in people voting against their best interests, which is extremely frustrating and discouraging. Prop C, thankfully, did pass here, not by a wide margin, although it should have. However, it did pass, so grateful for that. And um, hopefully a lot of folks will you know, push through. And that for folks who are not um, in the Bay Area or not familiar with Prop C, it, was going to ta- it is going to tax businesses that make more than $50 million a year. And all those funds will go directly to providing mental health care and housing for unhoused folks. That's pretty fucking awesome. And uh, we'll send lots of love and solidarity to the folks who have spent a lot of time and energy making that happen. And so so that was good. So those were a couple of local measures. Uh, the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco, we got a lot of more progressive folks um, on board, which is great. There were some people who were nervous about certain uh, certain things happening. That's, not, that's pretty vague, isn't it? That is vague. Uh, however, more... Progressive folks and board of supervisors, which will hopefully counteract the mayor who is was not in favor of Prop C or so. Yeah, so that's good. And of course, I'm also I recognize politicians can only do so much. In many cases, they do harm. And uh, at the same time, it's easier to organize when there are folks in positions of power who aren't trying to actively kill us. Hopefully, folks can agree with that. There, you know, it's it's a very I, as I've mentioned before on the show, I have a lot of respect and put a lot of attention towards folks who organize, people who are involved with direct actions, people who do mutual aid, uh, people who create the world we, we want to live in, um, as opposed to necessarily working within the system, which we know the system isn't for the people, and that's kind of how we've gotten here. It's been years and years of voting for the lesser of two evils. It's been years of Democrats who are supposedly, some folks think, on our side, yet they continue to vote to raise the military budgets, and they vote to continue mass incarceration, and they don't go after big banks, and they don't decide to do any kind of student loan forgiveness for the most part. And uh, these are folks who even Pelosi was like, oh, well, bipartisanship. Oh, well, we'll work, we'll work with these fascists. She didn't use the word fascist, but that's kind of what these folks are. So if you're, if you're say that you're part of the resistance, that you're not going to challenge the people in positions of power and who are <sighs> giving money to ICE instead of healthcare, which was literally happening or taking money away from FEMA and giving it again to ICE and just really fucking horrible, just going against the people if you're working with them instead of against them, then you're not of any you're not of any help. So, uh, a lot of mixed feelings, and I think a lot of folks we've been raised to think, oh, we you know, this thing will solve everything, and I'm definitely a proponent. And there are many things that people need to do in order to create a just society, and voting is not the only thing. So I want to encourage the folks who are, I don't know if the the folks those folks I don't know the individuals who listen to this show. I, I do feel that if as much attention was put on voting as there was engaging in direct action, and I get that we all have different abilities, I'm talking about for the folks who are able-bodied, who have the time and energy, who can show up, who can show up. If folks were as adamant about showing up 
as they were about voting, we would live in a much different society. So I want to encourage folks, again, to call in people. And I know there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of fear. And I myself am wrapped up in part of that, too, where a lot of folks I know are having difficult times. I'm, I have a difficult time as well. Various things that are happening. It's difficult to witness everything. There's a lot of grief. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of frustration, especially recognizing how many of the systems that are in place and have been in place since before any of us were born. So it's not like this is something new that suddenly we have to realize how to, to combat. These are things that folks have been fighting against for centuries. And now perhaps it's the mask is off, even though some people still refuse to believe it. But the mask is off for the most part. And this is what the, this is what the U.S. has kind of been based on. And thankfully, some of these folks are dying out. The old white racist men still looking to have that kind of control and they're losing it and so they're by they're trying to pass these fucking draconian laws they're using violence against people this is their their last attempt to hold on to what they think they have and unfortunately a lot of us have to live through it but my point is not to discourage or to talk down to folks the point is to call in people and I get that there's a lot of folks who are already doing so much it's perhaps for the folks who are only voting and not doing anything else or who people who have only have faith in our politicians and have faith in the system which has time and time again gone against the people when there are millions of people who are incarcerated and I keep coming back to that when you can have your college loans paid for if you join the military and not other ways. When there continue to be policies that are drafted against people. I do believe in some way we can maybe come out of it, but more and more people need to show up in a lot of ways. So I want to call people in. I want to encourage people to to do just that. Which brings me to, oh, well, there's a downer. So in my email, I, I don't necessarily always check email during the show. This came up and I felt it was important to share. The TSA wants to force you to take a mugshot just to fly. <laughs> So this is also where, I mean, just the, the ease into fascism I've been talking about. Many people have been talking about for a long time, and it's become so normalized that people just don't, unless people fight against it, it's just going to become normalized. And I mean, we already take our shoes off at the airport. We already allow them to do these fucking obscene searches and how many people are profiled. Oh, I mean, it goes against everything about just being a human. It just instills fear in people. So the TSA, this is from Demand Progress, by the way. I started unsubscribing because I had a lot of emails from a lot of different organizations. And sometimes I'm like, how did you even get my email in the first place? Which also happened with the voting thing. I don't know. I don't know a lot of other folks got texts. I got texts from folks wanting me to vote against props I'd already voted for. And I had to have a few words with people. It was really disgusting. Okay. Anyway, the TSA wants to make their airport security lines even more invasive. 
Recently, they've announced plans to team up with Customs and Border Patrol to require domestic travelers to submit to mugshots for a facial recognition program in order to fly. What could go wrong? A lot. Tell the TSA to immediately shut down this facial recognition program. For one, the facial recognition technology is still alarmingly bad at identifying women and people of color. That programming bias could result in discriminating against anyone who isn't a white male from flying, which already happens a lot. Worse, the TSA is tight-lipped on what happens to facial scan data after it's collected, and that's a major privacy concern. As a federal agency, will the TSA share that data with the FBI, NSA, DEA, ICE, or local law enforcement? We don't know. TSA security lines already make us submit to body scans, and you can also opt out. I want to encourage folks to opt out if you're able to. I personally prefer to opt out. Those machines give me the heebie-jeebies. Ugh. Um, you do get like a body cert. It's, I mean, it's equally invasive and a different kind of invasive, I should, I guess. So opt out for, I guess, a lesser of two evils. Do you want to get, you know, have feel gross by a machine or gross by a human being? I don't know. I, it, okay. We can talk about that later. Anyway. So they've already, okay. okay. TSA lines already make us submit to body scans, remove our shoes, and limit what kinds of products we can pack and on carry-on bags. That's another thing, too. I just love when they make us get rid of water as if there's, like, not, you know, a lack of water and, or droughts that are happening. That's totally awesome. Way to go. Thanks for protecting us from drinking water. Cool. And according to a research study, those security precautions don't even work that well at protecting us. Now they want to go to the... Want to go the extra and invasive personal mile by forcing us to submit to mugshots to a fascist recognition program just to be able to fly. Tell the TSA and this facial recognition program with customs border patrol immediately. Thanks for taking action. So this is pretty much a, uh, this is like a super low, uh, low level, uh, doesn't require a lot of time or energy. You sign the petition. It's on demand progress. Um, I should probably share it so folks have access to it as well. I'm going to share this on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Roman Reimer. And oh, I'm already following them. That's nice. And there's also a red alert for net neutrality. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of disturbing things are happening. Um, I don't quite see it popping up very easily on their Twitter. I think there's just because there's a lot of things that are happening and a lot of a lot of disturbing things to be aware of. So it's not at the top of their list on Twitter. However, if you go to Demand Progress, I'm sure you can find it and s sign it. Also, we're back on Facebook. We're kind of off Facebook for a little bit, the Weekly Review webpage, possibly because there's other things called the Weekly Review. Originally, this show is Weekly Review with Roman and Molly because we had a co-host, and then I just shortened it to Weekly Review. Now it's the Weekly Review on Mutiny Radio, which you can find on Facebook. Share news articles there. Follow us there. I'm going to try to share this article on there right now. So that way, take action. Uh, I don't know what good can come of it. I don't want to be pessimistic, though. So maybe this petition will all it'll take to stop the TSA. Let's be, let's just be so optimistic that, um, and again, I don't quite see it on here just yet. Uh, they have a lot of posts about, uh, having a free internet for net neutrality, which is great. This, I guess this is really new. The, the TSA story is really new, so it hasn't made it quite yet to their other pages. 
However, if you go to Demand Progress, you can find it on there, and I will do my best to share it as soon as uh, I am able to. I've already signed it. Maybe. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hopefully, you find it. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'll do my best to share. Okay. That's what happens when there's a lot of stuff going on. And something else. Uh, I guess that's my rant. Oh, yeah. So the election. Oh, yeah. Total voter suppression in Georgia. Now they're finding machines that, like, were, like, hidden. That they didn't even... There, so there are folks, not only folks being turned away in Florida, I think, for, like, their signatures not matching. In Vermont, there are a lot of trans folks who were turned away from voting. And that's the whole thing, too, where it's, like... You know, it's great to get folks to vote, and at the same time, who's actually counting the votes? And the thing with, with Georgia now, thankfully, Brian Kemp has stepped down as overseeing the election, which is really fucked up considering he's running it. It makes no sense at all that someone who is... It's, it's imagine someone playing a, a sport, a, a sport, and they also happen to be the referee. Imagine that. How fair is that going to be? And we think back to Florida and the 2000 election, got dumb dumb. I'm sorry, I call a lot of politicians dum-dums. I'm being very, I'm trying to be very cordial here. Dum-dum, W. And uh, his brother was governor, for, for young folks out there, <laughs> uh, his, his brother was governor of the state, and there was a massive re recount, but it wasn't quite great. Anyway, long story short, they, they stole the election in Florida, and like a lot of folks voted for one person, and then like, the votes got changed to the other. It was pretty reprehensible and meanwhile his brother was a governor so how can things really be fair and just and again it goes back to who's in position of power who's counting the votes and if it, it it's if the actual votes aren't being counted then how just could anything be and that's happened there have been so many stolen elections i've kind of lost track even kennedy jfk he they did some election tampering in illinois too so it's kind of like uh, it's all corrupt, blah blah blah. Also, it's still happening uh, in in Georgia and in in Florida. And again, I mentioned in Vermont with trans folks and Texas, there were some folks as well. So this is just a and then in New York, in terms of not having early voting, and it just there's really long lines, so folks were unable to stay for various reasons. If you're just able not not able to stand, or if you can't get off work for two or three hours, there they make voting as hard as possible for folks. So. Oh, yeah. My, my, okay, so apparently the Democrats, they won the House, but then they lost some seats in the Senate, but then there are some folks that are now doing recounts. Uh, so there we go. Um, disappointing news. Last I heard, um, some progressive mayors did not win in the East Bay, uh, where lots of folks were pulling for Javanka Beckles in Berkeley and Cat Brooks in Oakland. And neoliberals decided to back the folks they're running against, so fuck neoliberals. And that's me not calling people in. It's more people <laughs> calling people out. That's really disturbing. Libby Schaff hasn't helped people. She's made more folks hope, like, hasn't done anything to help unhoused folks in Oakland. And the person in Berkeley is Buffy Wicks, who ran on the Clinton campaign. So put those, put that information together. Okay, uh, that's my, my summary. Uh, direct action is needed on all fronts, all the time. Okay, so... I do like to also provide some historical context because we don't get taught history in a lot of these classes that we take if we're able to get into higher education and it's not accessible because it's so expensive a lot of the time. And even then, the truth isn't always taught. Oh, I'm also glad fucking Scott Walker, ex-governor of Wisconsin, is gone. Fuck you. Fucking asshole. 
fucking asshole. Scott Walker, go fuck yourself. Good thing, though, apparently he passed this, he passed this bill years ago. That meant if you were second place um, and you lost by, I think, more than 1%, then you couldn't demand a recount, and he lost by 1.2%. So he couldn't demand a recount. He was just super. He was a union-busting. Uh, University of Wisconsin, they had a history of science department. The whole There were a lot of attacks on education in Wisconsin and on unions, all that he was responsible for and led. He was backed by the Koch brothers. Really awful dude. Thankfully, he was not re-elected governor. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Just needed to get that out. And also, Chris Kobach in Texas was not elected, and so that's good. And uh, the other person who was elected decided to reinstate protections for queer folks, and that's good. So, again, it's going to take more than laws to keep people safe, because we do know that there's increase in hate crime attacks. And at the same time, anything we can get to help folks stay safe is great. Also, yes on three in Massachusetts passed, which was... Um, Continuing to protect trans folks, it passed two to one, so that's great. The folks who didn't, who voted no on that, go fuck yourself. All right. Anyway, oh, my point. One of my many points. I'm just talking a lot here. There's a lot of information, and I get that's why a lot of us are fucking exhausted. That and the, the air quality, which is apparently is bad. It's in red. So please do. Again, we're N95 masks or higher if you're able to. I know there are a lot of folks who have gone around in previous previous times of air better quality to buy masks and to distribute them so i'll keep my eyes out for folks who are doing that and perhaps spread the word and you would think that oh maybe (laughs) the government would do that for us but they don't it's really just direct action time and time again so it's really important to learn history especially things that are not taught and also to find out what worked what didn't work and also just to see how much more angry at police following orders I can get and it seems to like there's always another day another day I need to read another story another book in a another another chapter in a history book and then oh the police did that oh great so from the SF Chronicle which is a pretty right-wing paper but all right they at least provide this positive well it's not really a positive but they provide this historical fact for a lot of folks who might not be aware how san francisco's bloody strikes changed academia and the nation 50 years ago this is written by uh bill van niekerken and it came out on november 7th you can find it uh sfchronicle.com i would also advise not reading too many of their other stories since they're biased I do appreciate historical context and perhaps once you know something happens if it happens 50 years ago then folks seem to recognize how important it is but maybe not at the time even the new york times they're like who is this hitler guy let's hear what he has to say and yet they do it again and again for fascists rolling my eyes okay anyway recently rediscovered photos show the violence on the san francisco state college campus and the savagery of police and they have a photo here fucking idiot okay excuse me Okay, 50 years ago, students at what was then San Francisco State College fought back and changed academia forever. A student-led strike on the campus began November 6, 1968, and lasted 134 days. By the time an agreement was finally reached, students and police had violently clashed many times, and about 500 protesters had been arrested. A recent trip to the Chronicle's archive turned up dozens of photos, many not published in decades, if ever— that show the sacrifices the protesters made and the savagery of police trying to quell the uprising. 
Several student administration conflicts had started during the 1967 school year, but the suspension of Black Panther George Murray, a graduate student and instructor who urged students to bring guns to campus, escalated the protests into a full-blown effort to close the college. On the Monday after Murray's suspension, roving bands of students representing several organizations, such as the Black Student Union and the Third World Liberation Front, interrupted classrooms, exhorting their fo- fellow students to leave in support of the strike. By the time by the time 35 police officers arrived from the nearby Terraval station, the campus was in chaos. Over several days, faculty support grew, as did the violence between police and strikers. A midday campus skirmish on November 13, 1968, saw eight youths arrested and several injured, prompting San Francisco State President Robert Smith, not of a cure, to suspend classes. Assembly Speaker Jesse Unruh and Governor Fuckface Ronald Reagan, excuse me, demanded the college be reopened. The governor called Smith's actions to act of capitulation. Reagan said, professors are paid to teach, not lead, or encourage violent forays. Yet later on, Reagan would go on to support... uh, military coups so and just put people out on the street i'm not gonna spend my energy fucking yelling at the ghost of ronald reagan but maybe oh i really fucking want to continuing on professors are paid to teach blah 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 okay well you can't teach students if students aren't able to defend themselves okay excuse me i'm gonna go back to the article it's really hard for me to speak the words of ronald reagan right now okay blah 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 so Reagan said, if they refuse to honor the trust our citizens have placed in them, they should look for work elsewhere. Smith resigned on November 26th, and S.I. Hayakawa was installed as president of the college. Hayakawa announced he would open the college on December 2nd under a state of emergency. 300 police officers were on hand to enforce tough new rules. Ten people were arrested in standoffs to find the first day as Hayakawa attempted to reopen the college. A day later, nine were injured and 31 arrested. The December 4th Chronicle headline called it the worst day yet. Hayakawa, for his part, stood strong in his convictions. I want to make it clear to everyone that I will break this reign of terror. That's funny because the reign of terror is kind of coming from the police, but okay. How rough did it get? Chronicle photographer Vince Maggiora was clubbed by police while photographing the action. A second blow was stopped when he identified himself as a member of the press. So it's nice to know that there was a time when the press weren't attacked by police. Good to know that that existed at a time. As mediation broke down and violence continued, Hayakawa announced that Christmas break would begin a week early, giving the situation three weeks to cool down. The college attempted to reopen January 6, 1969. The new year brought a teacher strike in support of the students' demands. Reagan Responding to the teacher's teacher's action, declared, I think it has to be kept open. If you have to surround with whatever force is necessary, those who want to get an education, those who want to teach should be protected at the point of a bayonet if necessary. On November, excuse me, on March 4th, after weeks of picketing, protesting, and negotiating, most teachers returned to work under terms of a settlement approved by the union and college authorities. Two weeks later, an official administration statement read, Dr. Hayakawa will announce specific plans for establishing a school of ethnic studies to include a black studies department. He will also announce plans for expanding minority programs and for extending educational opportunities to a broader spectrum of the San Francisco community. Soon after, black student union leaders uh, Benny Stewart and Jerry 
Vernado climbed on cafeteria chairs at midday, cupped their hands, and told the 1,000 students gathered around, the Central Committee has decided to accept the agreement. The strike is over. And they have a photo here of officers pointing revolvers at demonstrators outside the administration building on December 5th, 1968. Ah. Okay. Oh, so they have a few more um, links on the in the article if you want to find it. Uh, a clash in history. They have Vietnam War protesters took a stand, shutting down the Oakland Induction Center, a governmental hub where draftees were processed before being sent to the armed services. The response from authorities was swift and at times savage. They have that from October 1967. They also have a free speech movement. Activists reflect on their accomplishments in the 1960s. Question. What is the event you remember most? One respondent's answer. Sitting in a police car for 32 hours from noon on October 1st, 1964 until 8 p.m. on October 2nd. Wow. So the Chronicle Vault is part of the, the Chronicle's twice-weekly newsletter highlighting more than 150 years of San Francisco stories. So you can find out more information again. And also just be wary of their other articles, but for the most, they, the Chronicle, I want to be clear, voted to no on, on Prop C, which would have, of course, have wealthy business businesses donate money to help unhouse folks. So I'm glad that this is at least one story that's telling the truth as it is. All right. I think it's time to give my, my voice a break. It's been uh, the air here. Again, the air quality is pretty rough. Please find masks if you're able. <laughs> it's the world that we're living in. More music from Invalidations Volume 2. And I'm, I've been playing songs throughout the album in, in order. Uh, the last song we heard was uh, Place Your Love Upon My Pain. The next one is We Wear the Mask. <sighs> how how fitting. Okay, so again, check out uh, jubakalamka.bandcamp.com and please buy this album. Jobs have their dangers, but few demand a greater measure of courage than that of the miner. In spite of every safeguard, the perils that lurk in the pit are not yet completely overcome. And now and again, there is news of stark tragedy. But science has come magnificently to the rescue of the rescuer, as these whole-time members of an Ilkeston life-saving squad will demonstrate. Feel better. I don't know how much longer I can hold this. Feel better. Don't you dare. My brother is the meanest handicap that God has ever created. I wonder how you think. How do you express a visual concept? Not in words, sir. Maybe you think symbolically. What does your mind call something? Concrete? 
Okay. Uh, a little bit of a computer issue right now. Don't know why it stopped playing. Uh, <laughs> oh. Okay, we're going to refresh the page and play some more. Anyway, thanks so much for listening to the weekly review. Um, yeah, again, Invalidations Volume 2, JKLM. Um, while we're here, while I'm here, I'm going to play a clip. So something that was really cool was that, so unfortunately, even though Prop 10 did not pass in California, uh, folks still decided to protest. Really fucking cool. And so the um, a lot of the stickers and signs for in favor of Prop 10, because the rent is too damn high, perhaps folks saw these around town, and folks in Santa Monica uh, had decided to... Um, yeah. Show up in favor of it. And again, the article has some more information. This is from ABC News. I know. Okay. Uh, so apparently... They say the reason the propositions failed is because corporate interests dropped tens of millions of dollars to defeat it. But they said the fight <coughs> for rent control isn't over. And, oh, it happened at Black Lobby of Blackstone, which is a private equity real estate firm. Um, several protesters were arrested. Advocates said the firm gave $7 million towards the defeat of Prop 10. You know, $7 million could also provide housing for people. And that's what's so fucking disgusting is that people who put the money to defeat <laughs> bills that would actually help people. It's so fucking gross. Anyway, I'm going to play a clip here um, from ABC.com, ABC7, uh, and we'll share that with you. housing activists in handcuffs, stung by last night's 23-point defeat of Prop 10, which would have expanded rent control in California, dozens taking over the Santa Monica lobby of Blackstone, a real estate private equity firm that gave millions to see Prop 10 fail. We are the Among those taken into custody My mom just kinda got arrested. was a homeless mother of six. We've been living in a hotel for more than a year now, and um, right now we're kind of tired of this, so that's why we're here. We are here to say that we deserve to be able to pay our rent. Thirteen people were arrested and released, and the group says while they may have been defeated, they aren't defeated. We want to let everybody know that we have just begun to fight. That it was a disappointment yesterday, but we have in the process built a movement. We're not here to fight just to fight. We're just here fighting for our basically our rights, and we just want our lives back normal how it was. So where does the effort go from here? Organizers say they won't have to wait till 2020 in the next election to get a proposition put on it. Rather, they say the state legislature and governor-elect Gavin Newsom can do exactly what Prop 10 would have done, and these people say they're going to organize their efforts to get them to do just that in 2019. All right, so sending lots of love and solidarity to the folks out there protesting. Oh, also, police, wow, arresting a, a homeless mother of six. That's, wow, you're really really serving and protecting. Great. Okay, so did want to share that. Folks out there showing up. Okay, cool. So I'm going to go back and play some more music while I find the next thing to play on the show. It's 127. Coming up next at 2 p.m. is Women's Magazine with Global Val, followed by the Common Thread Collective. 
tonight there's comedy at the station and there's a lot of shows here at mutiny radio there's labor and love is a show here there's a lot of other shows that folks can check out um on wednesday evenings there's an aa meeting here it's not broadcast live on the radio but you can come in and have a space here to talk about things okay cool also if you're interested in having a show here of your own you get two hours a week it's uncensored you can say whatever you want you uh pay uh, for monthly dues, you get the training and you get to use the equipment here and do a show. Pretty cool. Also, the space is also available for occasional rentals. So if you want to do like a one-time show here, that's also a possibility. Please check out mutinyradio.fm. We also have the archives there, a list of all the shows. There are some shows that are no longer on the air, Heterotopia. I don't know if that's still going on, a lot of, it's a, but a really great show. A lot of great shows have come through here. So please do check out previous shows, other shows. Yeah, that's great. Do it. Okay. I'm talking a lot. Wow. Okay. Um, also, if you want to support the show, uh, listen, tell a friend, share it. If you are able to, uh, there's so many things, I don't even want to like, there's so many other things to financially support right now. So I'd say if you have the funds, um, by all means, I've posted on the weekly review webpage, which is at facebook.com forward slash weekly rev. I've linked to um jesse's paypal so please if you have some funds send it over to jesse to help out with some folks in the caravan um we have a patreon here for the weekly review patreon.com forward slash weekly rev at this point i'd rather have folks donate directly to folks doing the work uh on the ground if you're able to if you have like a buck a month though to to share with the show that's super helpful big thanks to the folks who already do um it helps pay for the dues here i really greatly appreciate it i feel it's important to have the word just put the word out of what's actually happening and to be able to provide if if only once a week if only for two hours perspective of what's happening that we don't necessarily hear from corporate media and fucking liberals i swear to i swear oh my gosh i am so fu- they were so folks were protesting outside tucker carlson's house tucker carlson's this fucking white supremacist ass from fox news who has encouraged violence among many people and so folks were protesting outside his house and certain liberals were like oh don't protest outside it's that's too far don't protest outside his house meanwhile uh we just let we just let fascists continue to uh spread lies and harm people harm marginalized communities that's somehow that just going you know, to let that pass. And the folks who have, meanwhile, Dr. Ford is also still receiving, she's had to, she testified against now unfortunate fucking asshole, which is another reason to not have faith in the justice system that there's a fucking, that fucking Judge Kavanaugh has any fucking say in anything. She testified against him. She was sexually assaulted by him. And she has received death threats numerous times. She's had to move four times. She can't return to her job at Palo Alto University. And yet folks seem to be more concerned about this fucking white ass supremacist Tucker Carlson. It's just beyond me that people will defend fascists more than they'll defend the folks who are being attacked by them. But that's, that's liberals for you. I I don't have much faith in them. Okay. There we go. That being said, we should probably wrap up the show and I got 20 minutes. I got more music to play. We've gone over a lot of, a lot of things here. Um, big thanks again to Jesse for calling in and we have posted Jesse's PayPal on the weekly review page. So if you can donate a few bucks, um, please do so also spread the word. Uh, it's also just a matter of information, sharing information with folks who might not know what's, what's happening. There's also just so much to learn. So really wanting to share information. That's also a really important thing that folks can do. A few other articles I want folks to, I'm not going to be able to chance to read, but I want folks to check out 
There's an op-ed um, truthout.org to end the Trump nightmare. We need a radical political agenda. So I would encourage folks to read that. And that's uh, written by Kianga Imada Taylor. Uh, so folks can check that out. It came out on November 7th. So I really appreciate that perspective. There are folks out there who are really calling it like they see it, and I appreciate that. Also, Rebecca Solnit also has a, an article out on uh, The Guardian recently. Um, I appreciate that analysis as well. So wanting to push forward the analysis of folks who really have a concrete understanding of what's happening. Okay, I'm going to go play some music. Maybe I'll find one more thing. Maybe I'll find a happy story to tell. They're out there, I'm sure. Um, yeah, so we'll be back in a bit. Stay tuned.
will mask my tears. I feel an older disabled man out here. Can't even look at each other. Anyone else I fear? Fifty and single. Disabled men put down your knuckles. Open our hearts to our people. So what we need? Bend that heart and tell her, let's be a couple. more music from Invalidations Volume 2 by JKLM. Just saw a really disturbing headline. Thought I'd share it with everyone. <laughs> uh, I take I take no pleasure in this at all. This is this is the world we live in. US Navy refused to help sinking migrant boat that capsized, killing dozens, survivors say, and this is from newsweek.com. So Newsweek, pretty mainstream news source. This is by David Brennan. It came out today, uh, this morning. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh. They have a video. They have video footage here. They have helicopter footage. U.S. Navy faces allegations that one of its ships, the USNS Trenton, ignored distress calls from a sinking migrant uh, dinghy that capsized in the Mediterranean Sea in June, killing 76 people. Survivors of the disaster claim that the Trenton refused to come to their assistance until the packed migrant ship had already sunk. 
suggesting lives that could have been saved had the Navy acted sooner. Prosecutors on the Italian island of Sicily instigated the allegations made in a video published by La Repubblica in October, The Guardian reported. The U.S. Navy ship rescued 42 people when the dinghy sank, but survivors said the 76 deaths could have been averted. We saw that ship. It was not far away, one person said. We saw the American flag. If they had rescued us when we were all still on board, 76 people would not have died. The small boat was traveling from Libya with 117 migrants on board, many from sub-Saharan Africa. It had been at sea for days when it began taking on water in the early hours of June 12th. The sea was rough, and our boat began to fill with water, one survivor said, and we suddenly saw a ship. It was an American ship. Those aboard tried to get the Trenton... The Trenton's attention for around an hour, the survivors said, but they were unsuccessful. We saw the American flag, and we tried to reach them, but as we approached, they seemed to avoid us and changed direction, claimed one. The Navy denied that the Trenton was close to the migrant boat before it sank. Rescued migrants said the cruiser returned to the scene around half an hour after the dinghy capsized. We clearly saw the same American ship that had ignored us approaching, one man said. When they asked the sailors what they, why they had not intervened before the dinghy capsized, the survivors claimed the Trenton's crew said it was not their job. <sighs> we will try to talk with the survivors of the shipwreck to understand what happened that morning, said Prosecutor Fabio Dana. He stressed that a formal investigation had not yet been launched. Commander Kyle Rains, a spokesman for the U.S. 6th Fleet, said that was responsible for Europe, said the service was aware of the reports that an Italian official is looking into USNS Trenton's rescue of people in distress at sea. Rains said that the vessel's watch official first saw the dinghy when it had already capsized and migrants were floating in the ocean. But a recording made by a Republican reporter indicated that the Trenton had been reticent to help at-risk migrants in a different incident two days before the fatal capsizing. Fabio Butera captured a conversation between the cruiser and Greek merchant ship Leone Hermes in which the U.S. vessel was made aware of a distressed migrant raft. An American voice replied, I have other tasking which I am following. We are unable to assist in this matter. The migrants were eventually rescued by the Leonie Hermes. Wow. So this is where America is donating its, or giving its funding to, to not help people. All right. Well, that's, oh, goodness. Oh, fuck. All right, and again, that's from Newsweek. Came out today. All right. And I also I want to recommend there's a lot of great sources out there for folks who share history and a lot of what's, I think, really important to understand. And one is workingclasshistory.com. They have a podcast. They have lots of different articles. And this is something that came out today, the Kenya Mau Mau Rebellion from 1952 to 1956. And they have a little bit of a video here, and I will uh, read the, the subtitles here. Um, as this is happening. In 1952, a rebellion broke out against the British rule in Kenya. I'm just pausing it so I can uh, read it in time. Which became known as the Mau Mau Uprising. 
Over the next four years, the British would murder thousands of civilians. Throw three to four hundred thousand or more into concentration camps. And displace over a million others into uh, army-supervised villages, which were essentially prison camps. While only 32 whites were killed, British forces also dropped over. Oops. All right, it's moving a little bit fast here. Pardon me. I'm going to rewind a bit. While only 32 whites were killed... British forces also dropped over 6 million bombs on the country, carried out a mass campaign of torture, rape, castration, and mutilation of tens of thousands of men, women, children, and even babies to suppress the movement. Though the uprising was largely suppressed in 1956, Kenya achieved independence in 1963. Wow, I didn't know any of that. There's a lot that they don't teach us at all. So again, uh, if you go to workingclasshistory.com, you can find the video for that as well as a lot of other, lots of other information. Just all the fucking war committed by empire and the quest for empire, how fucking disgusting it is and how it continues to happen. Uh, I did want to uh, go back to mention... Uh, previous episode I played also from uh, working class history there was an episode about GI resistance in Vietnam which I see, think is super crucial and just really important I had no idea about a lot of it until recently there's a film called Sir No Sir that details that a lot just folks refusing to take orders and in some cases killing their commanders and I played part of the part one of that episode on I think last week's show and I also wanted to recognize that there's a part two of that episode which I listened to and it was really interesting they talked about the role of women in the anti-war movement and how a lot of this misogyny and backlash towards women's rights was in part due to women speaking out against the war and just really um, speaking out about that so I thought that was really an interesting connection I never made before there's just so much and I would love to put like a it's just, I think, so difficult because there's so much harm that continues to happen and violence that continues to happen. And it's important to learn about the past and what's happened in the past. And so much has been covered up and not talked about. And we want to, and it's important to understand that so we can go understand that going forward. And at the same time, the, every day there's still just so much violence happening. How does one, how does one even witness everything while grieving for the past and preparing for the future and showing up for folks. I don't fucking know. I come here and I talk for two hours and I'm in no way. I mean, I'm more informed in some ways and I still have more questions than answers. I mean, I do have some answers. I believe in direct action and I believe in people protecting themselves. And at the same time, I understand the exhaustion and how do we get people out of jail while there are war criminals walking free? Uh, things feel really fucking backwards. And then on top of that, we got the environmental destruction, which I don't, I don't talk about perhaps as much as I could on this show. Uh, there's just, it's, 
and the air quality. I mean, I'm indoors right now, and I can definitely tell the air quality is pretty rough. I'm tempted to put on a mask, and I don't know if I might sound muffled. See, I, I sound muffled by the microphone, and my glasses fog up. Oof. Well, I think it's time to wrap up the show. We've covered a lot. A big thank you again to Jesse for calling in, and I'm going to bring back up some info to share with folks. Thanks to all the folks protesting and organizing in direct action. All the folks put your bodies on the line in various ways. I'm super grateful. Also, big thanks to Juba Kalamka and Leroy Moore for creating such incredible music. Again, you can find Invalidations Volume 2, and I will play more on next week's show. Uh, you can find it at jubakalamka.bandcamp.com. That's J-U-B-A-K-A-L-A-M-K-A.bandcamp.com. Invalidations Volume 2. Lots of other great music on that site as well. Please support artists. Um... Yes. Okay. So yes. So there's that. Okay. Uh, getting all my thoughts together here. Um, also, um, brief plug for an upcoming event. Let me, uh, bring that up right now here at the, okay. There's a free QTPOC screening of the death and life of Martha. Marsha P. Johnson, P. Johnson, at the Oakland LGB. Ah, okay. Can I speak right now? I'm, I'm a little bit tired of speaking. Oakland LGBTQ community 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 center, which is Sunday this Sunday. Let's see, today is the ninth, so that'll be the eleventh. So November eleventh from two p.m. to four p.m. And there's an invite on Facebook. It's a public invite. It's hosted by Spectrum Queer Media and the Oakland LGBTQ Community Center. It's an awesome film. I recommend folks check it out. Again, November eleventh. Sunday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. at the Oakland LGBTQ Community Center. Check it out. Um, also, I'm going to... Um, let's see. All right, the PayPal. So please do, if you're able to get down to to um, help folks down at the this imaginary fucking border here, please do so. Also, follow Jesse on Twitter at SlenderButter which is on Twitter. And you can also PayPal, um, which is feathered pebble. That's F E A T H E R F. Excuse me. F E A T H E R E D P E B B L E, which is on PayPal, paypal.me forward slash feathered pebble. We've also put this on the weekly review webpage as well. Please do contribute to help folks who are in the caravan, um, spread the word, have conversations with people, uh, think about other ways we can help um and also just directly okay i'm tired of talking I'm gonna end up with some music come up next is women's magazine with global val have a have a better week than last week i hope uh, <laughs> yeah um thanks so much for listening Well, let me just see the neck and feel these little glands of yours. They're quite large too, aren't they? Yes. Let's open your mouth and let's just have a look at those teeth. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, you come and spend a few days with us and we'll get all that fixed up for you. All right? Good. Well, you can go in there and see Mummy now. Okay, Bye. bye-bye. <laughs> Now 